This is Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So I'm here in Long Beach at the beginning of the sixth annual KombuchaCon, Kombucha Conference, hosted and organized by the president of the Kombucha Brewers International, Hannah Crum. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Ian. Great to meet you. Well, finally, as we were discussing, I bought my first SCOBY from uh, Kombucha Camp seven years ago, and I've been continuously brewing ever since. And I'm amazed how you've grown, not just Kombucha Camp, but Kombucha Brewers. And t- give me a little bit of background. How did kombucha brewers come about? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for being an early supporter. And we've grown together, which is one of our little mottos here. We grow together. And that's really um, Kombucha Brewers International evolved out of Kombucha Camp's mission. So um, Kombucha Camp is the... uh, blog and store where we're bacteria farmers and we teach people how to brew kombucha and our mission there is to change the world one gut at a time and look i speak spanish i speak mandarin chinese but there is no way in my lifetime i'm going to be able to talk to all however many billions of people are on this planet however what alex and i always knew is that if we went to education if we went to teach others how to make it then they would be able to teach that and spread it from there. And so when, um, you probably remember when there was the withdrawal of the kombucha at the Whole Foods in 2010. Right, the big panic over alcohol levels. Which, you know, we don't even know that they were using methods that were very accurate at the time. Um, But suffice to say, it was an important wake-up call for the industry because, you know, people needed to start paying more attention to what they were doing and, Um, It's been a wonderful evolution. As much as it was an intense experience at that time, and definitely brands really felt the pain, and it created a lot of fear and trauma. And I think that um, has sort of left people afraid to open up. But really, that's what KBI is for, is to create this safe space so people can come who are passionate about kombucha. They were so inspired by their own health challenge and how kombucha helped them that they just had to share it with their community. And that's what we want to foster more than anything else is this, giving back to your community through this service. And this is why it's so important that we come together and stand together and, like a SCOBY, create this really strong culture, right? Growing strong culture. That's what we're here in the sixth year. That's our theme this year. And so that's great. Um, you've seen then the from the early days when there was probably a handful of uh, brands available, it now seems to be uh, blossoming or, or, or fermenting or growing. And what about this conference then? This is the sixth time. How's it compared to previous years? Well, our very first conference was held in 2014 with 40 uh, founding members. So what I did in 2013 was I visited a bunch of different breweries. Already on Kombucha Camp, the blog, I had been doing podcasts with different kombucha producers. We had a huge geographical list of them. We just, any brand that I could find, I wanted to embrace them and support them and put them on my website so other people could find them. And so this, you know, naturally became an extension of the work we were doing already. I've um, longed to find my community, my culture, and this really is it. So this year you're expecting what three or four hundred yeah four hundred so oh that's right our first one in 2014 was in santa monica in like a co-working space Mm. and um, we had 40 member companies no trade show because we just wanted to get together and start this conversation about ethanol about the things that had really shook up the industry and the interesting thing about that ian was even though it was a devastating blow in that moment 
kombucha sales never dipped. In fact, they bounced back even higher because those consumers, those people who depend on those nutrients in living form, they went crazy without it. They were so upset. And as they say, there's no such thing as bad press that just, yeah. you know, got more of the word out about kombucha. Yeah. So what trends are you seeing now? Like, say, what's top of mind this year for you as you watch the industry grow? Well, we're definitely standard of identity. That's what uh, we're here to do. We've uh, People been asking for this, and honestly, if we'd done it in 2014, it'd be a very different uh, definition than what we have now. And that's been to our benefit, I think, to take our time as opposed to um, cementing that more traditional stamp, which personally, I, my personal view is I'm very traditional, but I also love the evolution I've seen in the marketplace. And I think it's the solutions that people have come up with, some I think are successful and some maybe need just some more refining to help re, uh, reconnect with the core essence of what our culture stands for. Right. I read in the, in, the manual, in the program for this conference, you're talking about it being a pivotal moment. And that's got to do with these standards that the KBI is is uh, championing? Absolutely, because when we start to define kombucha, what we do is we say to, first of all, our consumers, we are protecting you. We're protecting you because we want you to know that when it says kombucha on the label, that's exactly what you're getting in there. And what you're getting is this 2000 year-old beverage, this long history, this tradition that's been passed around the globe so many times. We can't even remember, but here it is having this moment right here, right now, because people are so inflamed. People are toxified by this world, this environment, this intense time we're, we're in right now. And so what kombucha does is it reduces inflammation. We're going to hear a session from uh, a student from Texas University who, Texas Christian, sorry, and he is going to talk about the initial studies they have on how it reduces inflammation. So we're really excited to start seeing research support the anecdotal information, the information, the experiences that people have had with kombucha just internally be um, put into that scientific format so now everybody can understand why our product is so wonderful. Right. Now one focus I've got is um, I was talking to Stout Tanks who are going to be here who gave me a nice uh, summary of what a home brewer like myself not that I personally would do this but who wants to then take their first baby steps into commercial and I know that you've got like a consulting uh, arm where you sit down with people is that something I mean I imagine even GT Dave started brewing in his mother's kitchen so most kombucha brewers start as home brewers and then grow absolutely true and that's what we want to do we want to maintain that low barrier to entry we want to teach people we want to educate that's been our passion Alex and I we wrote the big book of kombucha uh, and that is 400 pages. It's a decade's worth of our life poured into it. And it really is this touchstone for people who want to make that transition from homebrew into commercial. First, you've got to understand how the process works. Right. And once you really dial that in, now you want to share it with other people. And, and yes, our consultation services and our wholesale cultures have started many a brand um, that is proud to say they have kombucha camp scopies. Well, it was great to talk with you, and I'm looking forward to a successful conference. Thanks, Ian. So glad to meet you. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.